Welcome to Dumb Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fury. Here we talk all things wellness, business, and relationships. Don't get it twisted. There's nothing dumb around here. Playing dumb can actually work to your advantage because it illustrates the power of communication. In each episode, there's something you'll receive that you can apply to help build more success in your life. So talk less, listen more, and play dumb, and let the guests share their wisdom. Enjoy. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Dumb Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fury. Today we have Kayla Rose. She is the host of Skinny Dipping Diary. Dip- Dipping Diaries. So today we are going to strip down and dive in with Kayla Rose. Kayla, welcome to the Dumb Girl Podcast. Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here in this beautiful space with you. And I'm excited to have this conversation and see where it goes. Yeah, I'm going to start with this quote that I think it's going to it's going to ring a bell. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. James Clear. Yes. Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. Have you read that book? Yes. And listened to many podcasts by James Clear. I just really got hooked on the whole like habit process and the science behind it and the ways that we can program and and hack our mind in order to create a better life for ourselves. Like I I just love, I love habits. Yeah. Yeah. Habit stacking. I'm all about it. I think what's so really great and guys, Kayla is here from Hawaii and I'm going to have to do a separate episode on me connecting in the digital world with people and the strategies that I take, I think it'd be really helpful. But today, because we talk so much business, we talk so much with like real estate and a lot of realtors, Kayla and I are going to do a special episode, just really combining mindset, manifestation, really creating Mm. with the habits that you do on a day-to-day basis, really tying in a lot of wellness and how you can tie that into your your business and your relationships. Yeah, it's all so connected. Like I just know, well, first of all, I know that when I do the clearing work around, um, you know, not feeling worthy enough or, or being afraid of being seen, when I do that deep shadow work, I just, I see the immediate results of manifestations coming to life. Like for example, I will go to therapy and I'll work through like a difficult thing around maybe just fear of being judged, being seen. And I process that, process those emotions. My therapist does like somatic healing, so she'll work on my body. And then like two days later, boom, a video goes viral. Like it's just like I have seen throughout my journey. um, And even before I got into social media, when I did uh, photography, when I did photography at a very successful photography business in Maui, Hawaii. And I still do, but I do social media more now. And I would just notice that my energy and the way that I interacted with the world around me directly correlated to how much money I was making, um, how many clients I was receiving, um, how much virality I was having on social media. I just saw that it was directly connected to my healing journey. And I was just like, this is addicting. Like I see the results. What was it that you were doing that created that? Mm. Well, definitely a couple things. I think, you know, the first thing is clearing out any sort of like limiting belief that you may have picked up along the way. Like basically what I consider limiting beliefs are like just to break it down. I see them as like things that we believe about ourselves that aren't our truth. They're somebody else's truth or society's truth or, or, or certain beliefs that were placed on us or that we picked up along the way. Um, and when we can go in and be like, okay, what is, what is holding me back from, you know, making this much money this year? Or what is holding me back from, you know, launching this business? 
a lot of times it boils down to feeling unworthy, feeling afraid of being judged, feeling afraid of being seen, just feeling fear, feeling lack, um, and just really not believing that you are worthy of what you want. And when I've gone in and done that deep work around worthiness and, and around, you know, who I want to be paired with the habits and paired with the aligned action. It's not just all about the energy healing. It's also about the action. Um, but paired with it, I've just noticed that the world opens up for me afterwards. Like I'll do a whole energy session. I'll cry. I'll feel my feelings. I'll, I'll feel that pain of not, not feeling like I'm deserving or being afraid that, you know, I'll fail quote unquote fail. Cause you can truly never fail. Like no failure is a failure. Like if you're failing, you're learning, that's not a failure. Um, and then something amazing will happen like three to like seven days later, like I'll book like a 5k wedding or I'll have a video like this last week I did crazy work around, um, just being afraid of being judged. And then like two days later, like a video, like hit like a million views on TikTok, just like crazy things like that. And I see the physical results reflecting my inner world. I don't know. I don't know. Paired with other things though, paired with also habits and we can get into that too whenever wanna, you want. I want you to take me back. It's amazing. I, I period need period that period end of story. Yeah. End of story. Like I need that. Mm -hmm. I, and so I, I, I can just hear based off of what you're, you're talking about right now. I get it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are going to be listening and they may be like, well, it's easy for someone to talk about it because they already have it. But can you go back to either as a child, certain things that had gone on that led you to this and the work that you've done, or maybe the last recent event that had gone on, whether it was traumatic, extremely emotional hardship, but can you talk mm -hmm. about that and talk about that time? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for providing me the space for that. Well, I'm definitely not going to come in here and, and, and tell you a really traumatic story right now, mostly because I feel like there's like big T trauma and there's small T trauma. And for for me, um, the limiting beliefs and, and the feelings of unworthiness rather came from a bunch of small T traumas just kind of building up over time to create that mindset that I needed to break and, and that mindset that I need to cha needed to change. But I think a lot of if. I think for me, like one of the main things that always came up in my childhood was feeling like too much. Like my parents literally loved me to death and like showed up for me so hard and, and were very loving, amazing parents. And I'm so grateful for them, but they didn't have the tools and skills in their toolbox to almost quote unquote deal with me almost like. I very much so did not know how to emotionally regulate myself. And now as an adult, I'm like reparenting myself and learning how to emotionally regulate myself because I've always had a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. And that would be re really high highs and really low lows. And I remember being like literally seven years old, writing in like my diary being like, I'm just here to like experience the full spectrum of everything. Like literally as a child, I understood that I just like had this huge spectrum of emotions where for my parents, they were like, whoa, that is a lot. Like they're pretty like calm, chill people. And I was always very like eccentric and like, and, and loud and intense. Like I had this, like very much so this intensity. And whenever I would have freak outs or, or um, be overwhelmed, cause I really had, 
a lot of anxiety growing up, but I didn't know what that was until I was like, like 20 years old in therapy. Um, but my parents would just kind of like lock me in my room and let me cry and figure it out on my own. And with that, like always building up over time, I really learned that like emotions weren't a good thing. Like I really was taught that you needed to be positive and you needed to be happy. And if you weren't, then you were being a burden to other people. And I really struggled to learn how to feel my feelings because I always had a lot of them. So I really covered it up with this very eccentric, exciting, um, bubbly personality, which also is my nature. I really, I really think that is part of my nature. But for me personally, like I didn't know how to feel my feelings and be sad. And, and now that I've kind of like been on my healing journey, I just realized as I began to repress those emotions, what would happen is they would bubble up and um, my anxiety would be covered up with like anger, um, explosive moments, yelling, getting upset at my boyfriend, at my parents, and then they would be like, what is wrong with you? When at the end of the day, I just wasn't learning how to process my feelings and I didn't know how to do that. So that's kind of what pushed me into my journey of mental health and, and my journey of spirituality. And hand in hand, that was, about a year after my photography business really started like kind of blowing up on Maui and I was doing really well. And I just noticed that they were all very interconnected and, and you don't think that way. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't think that, you know, feeling your sad emotions is a good thing for your business. They think it gets in the way, the hard times. But in reality, when you allow yourself to grow through that process of experiencing difficult emotions and learning how to emotionally regulate, what I noticed is I began out to clear out the way for more abundance and, and, and more of my goals and dreams to come naturally to me and come effortlessly to me. And how, <clears throat> within the last four years, five years, 10 years, where would you say this started? Um, my journey or like my journey in mental health, the, the time that you started to take action towards yeah. really yeah. started to, so I'm a baby. I'm about to be 24 in March. So That's amazing. yeah, I'm still such a little baby in the world. Um, but yeah, I started going to therapy when I was 19, I think it was. Yeah. So it's been about four years now. Yeah. It's been about four years now in therapy. My therapist changed my life. Like I was not able to own my shit. I had this huge wall up. I was defensive. I was, like I said, had explosive energy, could get angry, um, had a lot of like unmet needs around my anxiety and learning how to, you know, take care of myself. I really didn't know myself or want to know myself. I completely just like ignored who I was and wanted to like have those accomplishments. And I don't know, I, I would say like, yeah, around four years ago. I think that most of the time we, I, I wouldn't say that everyone is like this, everyone is like this, but I would say that sometimes we look as accomplishments, whether it be money, success, power, identification of a position that we do in our work to be things that allow us to feel better, to feel as if we've gained something, mm. but we don't necessarily do that inner work but because we have those things those things almost I don't want to say that they hold a lot of power mm. but they I, I feel as if there's so much of energy around it that can get in the way of 
the work that somebody may want to do on the inside. Do you believe that to be true? Yeah, I think that within capitalism and within the society that we've created, um, success and accomplishments and accolades are like way, way more valued than um, the inner growth and the inner work. And I think that turns people away from doing the inner work. Um, but then people get burnt out and they end up feeling unfulfilled and then you have all these things and all these accomplishments and all these awards and all this money and then and then they just aren't happy and I know so many people like that in my life and I have like older figures in my life who I've seen go through a transformational period later in life and 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 I've just like heard it in so many in so many podcasts and read it in so many like people's books and memoirs and people just being like you can have all these things but that's not gonna make you feel fulfilled. That's not really gonna like create purpose in your life. And at the end of the day, if that's like all you want is accomplish and, and accomplishments and wealth, um, I just think that, I don't know, it's just not gonna leave you feeling the way that you think it will. I don't know if that answers the question. I think to some aspect it does answer mm. that question because it's, it's almost like you can have all those things. Of course, you can have, and all it's not those a bad things thing. Those things are great. Are fully attainable. Yes. But I, I think that if you can create it on the inside, you can create it on the outside. But I find more and more as I experience my own journey through healing, and I'm head first dive in. Like <laughs> I just dive into it because I really love it. And I think the deep, not the more deeper I go, just the more I explore and really peel back the layers, the more connected I come become to other people, mm, the more empathetic so I become, the more attractive I become, the yeah. more down to, I mean, I've always been a pretty down to earth person, but the more that people feel safe to just be in my space. And totally. I, I, I find that to be a positive when it comes to my, to my business, because that's something that I always that's such a priority to me of to course. know that I'm putting you know somebody else is in front of me is just as important as I am for myself but I want you to share some of the specific things that you started to take the actions any type of those things maybe habits you could talk about the habit stacking but because you have gone to therapy whether it be from therapy or you just taking that time to yourself daily to work on those things, what would be some of those specifics? Yeah, well, I really do believe in things intuitively coming up. Like I definitely, when I started my journey, I was like very head first and I was like, okay, I'm gonna move through this. I'm gonna move through, the, move through this. And like, because I was almost like addicted to the abundance that came from healing and like how amazing it felt. And like maybe two and a half years down my journey, I realized that when things intuitively come up, that's when they're supposed to come up. So I really began when when something would come up in my life, I really ask myself, well, what am I making this mean? Like the hard emotion comes to me and then I'm like, okay, but what am I, what am I making this mean? What does this stem from? And what is my unmet need here? Those are the three things that I kind of go through. And then the fourth thing is how can I meet that need for myself? So for example, let me try to find a good example in my head. Like, hmm. 
for example, like in my relationship with my partner, I've been with my boyfriend for seven years and I, um, he does something and I don't think he's giving me enough attention um, or something like that. Um, I'm going to ask myself, well, what am I making this mean? Well, he doesn't have time for me. I'm making it mean he doesn't care about me. Um, where does that stem from? Maybe that comes from, you know, like we talked about earlier in my, in my childhood, my parents really not being attentive to my um, emotional and tough feelings and really just locking me away and letting me figure it out on my own when I was like five years old. I shouldn't have been having to figure that out on my own in that moment. And what is my unmet need? Well, I realized maybe my unmet need is actually that I'm not giving myself that attention. And when I can step back in my power and be like, okay, how can I meet that need for myself? Maybe it's not about him. Maybe it's really about me. And maybe it's I'm not giving myself the attention or I'm not giving this myself the energy that I deserve in that moment. So I think those are like the main things that I do when something intuitively comes up. But just in general, I think spending time with yourself is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And we don't do it enough. I think people really love being distracted from themselves and distracted from their feelings and distracted from who they are because it feels easier than to know yourself and to move through difficult things. So we distract ourselves with work, which I really have always done. Or before that, it was school. Like I was very into school, very much so a perfectionist um, and really based all my worth off of how I did in school, what colleges I got into. And then moving into like the real adult world, really basing my worth off of my achievements or how much money I was making, how much better I was doing than all my other friends at my age and, and things like that, only to realize that that wasn't really making me feel good about myself. Um, and at the end of the day, you have to find that worthiness within you. You have to find that knowing that you are inherently worthy within you and then everything else in your outer world is going to reflect that. I think it's easy to understand what you're saying because I get it, but I, I think that if someone's listening, and I would love for you to just speak more on this, like if somebody's listening, they're they're listening, but they're not, they may not, I want them to be able to get the sense of, I'm going to try this tomorrow. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to try this tomorrow. So I usually tell people, I come from a fitness background prior to being in real estate, I tell them, put it in your calendar. The easiest way to hold yourself accountable is to put it in your calendar. Mm -hmm. Because if you had a client and you wanted to meet them at 10 a.m. tomorrow, you're gonna show up. You're mm -hmm. gonna show up. And sometimes I have to put text this person at this time because I have to hold myself accountable to doing that. And what would be something based off of either something you've done or you've mm. seen success with another person or through the books that you've been reading, some action that some people people can take, whether it is noticing what the emotion is when it comes up, asking yourself the question, what does this mean and what can I do for myself? Or what are some of the actual steps that you started to take to feel better? Because you almost have to do the opposite mm. of what you're doing that's not working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the question that I always ask myself first when I'm trying to think of like who I want to be and what I want to have is what does that version of myself do on the daily? Like what are that what the version of myself who has like the business that I want, the version of myself that has the relationship that I want, um, the version of myself that has the entire life that I want, what does that person do 
on the daily because who we are, as you mentioned in the quote in the beginning, um, is based around our habits and our systems and our structures and, and we fall to them because that is our default mode. So that is the first question I always ask myself. And then I would go through and be like, okay, the version of myself I know for me personally meditates daily, does breath work daily. I fucking love Wim Hof, um, moves my body daily, um, takes inspired action towards my career daily. And then I'll take whatever four to eight of those habits are and I'll put them on my habit tracker. And my habit tracker has changed my life because when I can cross something, off my board and I can put a little check mark. What it does is it creates the habit loop because it feels good to have that dopamine. Dopamine is, is our reward chemical. So when you do something good, you check it off your list or someone tells you, oh, good for you, Kayla, you did so good with that. You get that dopamine and that dopamine is gonna make you want to do it again. And that's how habit loops work because you need to have your, um, the habit loop starts with whatever the um, causes, like whatever the causes, for example, for example, I get up in the morning and I see my gym shoes. That is my cue. So that's my cue. And I see my gym shoes and I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm going to go work out at the gym, go to the gym, get my ass there, go to the gym, come back, check it off my thing. And then I get that dopamine hit right there from crossing it off my habit tracker. And then I want to do it again because I mean, we're out here really chasing dopamine constantly because it feels good to feel good, you know? So I would say for me personally, having a habit tracker has been so incredibly prominent in my journey because it holds me accountable and it by myself. Like, obviously it's great to have an accountability partner or a coach or somebody who can really help you um, stay on track. I think that is super positive. Like with my podcast, I have a coach. Like, I think it's really important to have people in your life who support you. But if that's not what you have the finances for, and you can't do that at this exact moment, I think that having a habit tracker is super powerful and making sure that you are doing the habits today of the person that you want to be five years from now, because that's how you become them. That's how you become that person is through your daily habits. Is a habit tracker an app or is it a book you just write in? It can be anything. I have a whiteboard that I literally custom made and I'm looking to sell them this year. So like in the future, like I'll send you a picture. I literally created one on Canva, made a whiteboard, but people do it in their journals. People do it on an app. I prefer to be off my phone um, with the habit tracker, but I'm sure that wouldn't bother everybody. Just for me personally, I just think I spend enough time on my phone with working in social media. So I'm like, don't even want to look at it when I'm in that moment. But yeah, people create it in, um, basically you can like print out, you can print out a piece of paper and put it on your fridge. Um, or yeah, just like doing it yourself in your journal. Have you heard of the Ivy Lee method? Mm, no, tell me about it. So the it. Ivy Lee method has mm. been around. I don't know when it was originated. It's been around for like, I'll just say 50 plus years. Okay. So the Ivy, time. yeah. So the Ivy Lee method, there's a gentleman, his name is Ivy Lee. And the night before, it's almost what you're talking about. The night before you write, let's say six things that you need to complete in that day. Mm. Six things from the moment that you wake up. So I'll give an example. One is meditate. Two, the other one would be working out. Three would be checking my email, my phone is off and I don't answer it for at least an hour till I'm, I'm, I've woken up. The fourth one would be maybe go 
I have a work meeting or I have a client or I have to call a client or I have to go in the computer and look for a specific property for that client. That would be mm. the fourth one. The fifth one would be then moving on to the next client. And then the sixth one would be, I don't know, doing a 30 minute walk with the dog. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> and then from the first thing, you check it off your list, but you don't go to number two without accomplishing number one. Mm. And you don't accomplish number three without accomplishing number number two. So you're always checking something off. And you, if you don't accomplish whatever it is in that day, like maybe the fifth and sixth thing, if it's a work-related thing or a project-related thing, you bring it to the top of your list of the next day. Yes. So it's almost like the same. It's almost like tying in the habits, but also starting to take the next steps towards something in your business or something mm. else that you're trying to execute at least totally and like on my habit tracker that's something that i have specifically is aligned action and once a day i want to make sure i mean obviously on my work days i'm doing so much more with all my bit with all my businesses that i have going on but i want to make sure that at least once a day i take aligned action towards what i'm creating because as you put energy towards something it's going to grow and i always saw that in my photography business like when i wasn't really paying attention to it i wouldn't be booking anything but the moment that i started you know reaching out to other photographer friends or or posting on my social media um my photographs or just like redesigning my website like no one else had to be impacted by that and yet i would notice that every single time i wasn't getting the clients that i want as soon as I started putting any sort of energy into my business immediately I would have inquiries come in and I'm like I just realized I'm like I can't make this shit up and I would like test it I would like not do things and not put energy towards it and then it would be like oh no inquiries and then it was like not even like I was posting on social media I was just working on my website or working on personal photos and just really being in love with photography and immediately inquiries came in so I feel like for me personally, like I always want to make sure that one of my habits is also aligned action. Like, because I don't know, you can see what you want in the future and it can be such a big goal, but the key is to just like take little steps to get there and, and, and move through, um, step by step, because if you chunk it up, it feels overwhelming. But if you chunk it, chunk it down day by day and break the big things into the smallest steps possible, then it doesn't feel so overwhelming and it feels achievable. You're like, oh, I can do that today. I can get that one little thing done today. Yeah. And like, I think like Abraham Hicks, she talks about it a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with her mm, work. Yeah. She talks a lot about when you're doing something, is there so much resistance toward it? Or is there, you're just like a little bit more laxed because I'll use my business as an example. Sometimes it could be really overwhelming knowing that you either have to call so many people, you have to do so much extra work. It can be it can create a lot of stress and it's a lot of do 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 to get some action. It's mm -hmm. a lot of it's a lot of like consistency and doing it every single day in order to get a, a to get a result. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be months, sometimes that can be weeks. And to talk about manifestation, it's easy to say, well, put up a vision board, look at it every single day, and go do something related to whatever it is. Like if you wanna start making money in the digital space, go take a photo, make it look really clean, get a good app, and make it look really clean. But let's, let's 
see how we can take your way and my way and those that are listening with the ways of manifesting things that we want to, whether in our business or our relationship or just our own health. I'll mm -hmm. let you start. What are some of those things that you do to take action towards creating something that you want and manifesting it? What are some of the things that you do? Yeah, I think manifesting has been like such a buzzword this last year and like super misconstrued because people are like, <laughs> write it down 50 times and then your dreams will come true. Play this sound on TikTok and interact and they'll text you back. And it's just like, it's so true. no, it's like, that's not fucking it's actually how 55 it times works. I've heard, I've seen I it. I know. I'm like, I'm, I literally am like, I don't have time for this shit. And it's just been so misconstrued and what people don't understand is that um, I genuinely believe manifestation is built in what I said earlier around your habits. I asked myself, what do I want to have? Okay, I want to have, um, you know, I want to have 30,000 people listening to my podcast every single week on the first on the every single week when the episode comes out, I want 30,000 people to be listening within that week. Um, so what do I do with that? What does the version of myself, what does the version of myself do? Who has that already? Like what, my, the version of myself that has 30,000 people listening every single week, what do they do? Like what, what are my daily habits? What, what is my routine? Um, who am I reaching out to? How many emails am I sending? Like, what does it look like? Like painting that picture and being like, what does it look like to being in that space? And how can I begin to implement those habits now? How can I begin to, you know, I, I send, a, I understand like have sending a lot of pitching out and like sending a lot of emails and having to hop on a lot of calls and things like that. And it's like, how can I take those big things and how can I begin to do them now? How, you know, if I want to get to the place where I'm sending out 20 pitch emails a day to sponsors to get partnerships, how can I start small and start with five a day? And for me personally, I genuinely feel like we want all these big goals and we want it to, you know, we want to achieve them now and to have it now instant gratification when in reality, like you have to start small, like you have to start small. And if you can start to embody the version of yourself who has what you want to have, then that's that's how I have gotten there. I mean, I don't I don't know how manifesting works for everyone else, but I know for me personally, the version of myself who has everything that I want, she meditates an hour a day. The current version of myself does not do that. Like I like the version of myself that I want does not touch my phone for the first hour of a day. This current self, I don't do that right now. But in the past, when I have like really been on track and wanted something, I have become that version of myself. And through that process, I don't, I, it's hard, it's hard to say, cause I'm like, okay, you can believe me, you cannot believe me. But literally that is like how I have created like my audience on TikTok, my audience on the podcast is truly being the version of myself who already has that. And I know that sounds theoretical. No, it's but, true. Yeah. It is true. Cause I listen to a lot of Joe Dispenza mm -hmm. and he talks about, it's almost like you have to become it before you actually are it, but you have to, it's sometimes we're always taught and this is his work, not mine. Um, it's not a matter of creating it in our mind. It's starting to take action in the physical, in our mm -hmm. body. And the mind just starts to adapt to how the body is responding towards the action. And to sort of piggyback off of what you're saying, in my experience with things that I want to manifest, and there's still things that I'm still in the process of manifesting, 
the more time that I take to myself, the more clear I become. Mm. And by doing that, I have to completely disassociate and disconnect from every single person, mm. from every single conversation. And, and every day that I take time to do that, the more that I create more clarity and the vision becomes that much clearer. And the relationship I have with myself becomes that much stronger because I allow myself room to feel the feelings around me wanting to create that and see how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And it helps me to just like get a little bit more clear with the physical exercise because I move energy after I work out by movement. Yeah. I have to do one and the other, which is why I think working out is just really important. And it allows me to be really strong when I meet with clients I'm because I'm so connected to what it is that they're doing. Mm. And so I think like with manifesting, if somebody's listening, I think if they're hearing what you're saying and what I'm saying, I think it's also like writing down like even five things that you want, whether it's in your business, your health, your relationship, your money or your future of any specific thing or something that you want, you've wanted to create or have always wanted to create, but you've taken zero action besides going back and forth with your mind on whether or not you have to do it. <laughs> and you take the time yeah. that you need to, to yourself every single day, even if it's 10 minutes mm -hmm. and there's no phone involved, there's no talking to other people involved. And whether it's writing or walking around the block or meditating, that time that you're taking to yourself you're actually connecting a little bit more to that vision and that that action and those tools that you apply, those habits, as you would say, Kayla, they're gonna energetically give you the action to have that conversation with that person. It's gonna give you that confidence to have that next action that you wanna do to create it. And I believe that to be manifestation. I totally agree. I believe that to be something that will help Cause I think that you just go back and forth with like, it's not going to happen. You get <laughs> emotions and emotions come up, but you mentioned something the other day on your podcast and your podcast is so cute. Thank you. The, the, um, the skinny dipping diaries. I love it. It's just like you strip down and dive in, but it's something internal. And you said, every time I hear something, we have the ability to process in, in a new way. Mm. Yeah. Can you speak about Damn, that? Damn, I did say that. That's crazy hearing myself be repeated back to me. Yeah. Um, I don't I just didn't think for a long time that I had choice because we really go back to our default programming, especially in moments of crisis and moments of anxiety and moments of worry. We go back to what we know because the brain loves familiarity. The brain loves what it knows because when we go back to when the brain was evolving, when we were evolving, when we were all like cavemen days, um, we needed to predict what was going to happen around us because that made us feel safe, secure, and it would keep us alive. And that is the main purpose of our ego and our brain. So that is why the brain loves familiarity. And that is why we will choose the choice that is, you know, not the best for us, the toxic relationship that mimics, you know, the one of our parents or, um, or that, that, habit that just is our coping mechanism scrolling on your phone um doom scrolling they call it like doom scrolling is just scrolling for hours on tiktok to cure your anxiety and we go back to that default programming because our mind deems it as safe when in reality when we begin to wake up and we begin to become conscious of our actions and how we're interacting with the world around us we realize that we have choice and i feel like a lot of times 
we forget that we have choice and we go back to that default mode, that familiarity, that that inner programming that we are so used to. And um, will you repeat the quote back to me one more time? Every time I hear something, we have the ability to process it in a new way. Yeah, because I realized that in each moment when something new comes up that may trigger my fight or flight, may, may, you know, dysregulate my nervous system, may create like anxiety or fear or stress or worry in my life. I could react how, how I used to react. I could react how me even five minutes ago would react, or I can take a second step to an observer point of view and see it from this outer perspective. And, and I have the ability to respond over react because constantly when we're going back to our default programming and and what our mind is familiar with that's us reacting react 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 but when we're able to step back for a moment and literally just take a deep breath like I know people are like oh my god stop telling me to take a deep breath like that's so annoying but it works like literally taking a deep breath and like trying to remove yourself going on a walk putting your feet in the earth grounding getting your body moving in whatever way so you can gain some clarity you have the ability to process it in a new way and you have a new choice in that moment and it's not always like that I'm not gonna like sometimes I go back to my default mode and my reaction but when I take a moment and I become the observer and I realize that I have choice that's when I get to process it in a new way that stops hurting me because every time I process something in fear and worry and lack that is just hurting my body like it's just creating stress it's literally creating cortisol which creates creates inflammation which creates disease like it's literally hurting me to react in that way to react from stress and react from anxiety so if I can take a moment to breathe and take a moment to ground then I get to protect my body and I get to help myself and as I begin to practice that and practice that new way of being eventually it becomes your new programming the more you practice something the more you get familiar with it the more your brain sees it as predictable the more your brain sees it as safe and it will choose that new programming I think that's great. I definitely think that's like a one day at a time, one moment at a time and pause is a power move sometimes. Mm. Just like pause. And I think like when you take a hard pause and I don't, I think I do this more the more that I become observant that it is something that really works. It's like pause and you have to wait like three seconds hard, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, <laughs> three Mississippi or like go in the other room. But you're doing this thing on your podcast right now, and it's called the Healer Season, mm. and you made a little acronym about it, and yes. I love it. So it's habits, education, action, language, empathy, and relationships. And I bring this up because if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get a little bit more information regarding mindset, well-being, mm. this is definitely something that you've been working on. I know that you're up with action, Right now you yeah. just put on an episode with action mm -hmm. what is the goal of these yeah i just think it just like really came to me because i realized that i was constantly displacing my power to heal and i was really going to other people which is so powerful to have mentors and to have therapists and to have practitioners but i just realized that when I looked at healing, I was like, okay, I can break it down. I can, I can see it in these different ways. And I know for me personally, um, the deeper I heal, the more abundance I bring into my life, like I talked about earlier. And I want that obviously. So I want to heal. I want to do the work. Um, so I, I, I don't, there's no real like rhyme or reason, except that all these things contribute to my healing, like habits literally 
create who you want to be like if you like we've been talking about this whole episode if you want something do the habits of that version of yourself who has what you want and then education education has changed my life around the mind around the body around the nervous system around understanding my brain and understanding the way it works and understanding the programming and understanding what it needs i just think education leads to evolution truly i truly believe that education is the catalyst in all areas and all niches and all areas if we can have education first then we can begin to take action because our brain wants proof it wants evidence and that's why when we can go to science and we can go to education we can prove to ourselves that this is worth taking action towards because I mean, um, there's this, I wish I remember, remembered his name right now. His name's like Dr. Reagan Chattery, I think. And he has this amazing podcast and he brought this doctor on and, and they, you know, um, I send this podcast to everyone and he says, this doctor says, um, that they've literally proven that exercise is more like is more valuable and more transformative than any anti-anxiety or any antidepressant because the chemical that's produced in lactic acid actually helps completely neutralize those, those, those like mental disorders. And, um, I send this to everyone in my life because I want everybody to move their body and work out. And I could tell them all day long, or I can show them the education and the science and the information from this doctor. And then their brain is going to be like, oh shit, this is real, this is true, like, let me take action now. Mm -hmm. So then we go into the action part, and this week was all about why are we not taking action rather than actually how to take action, because I have some episodes on that, so I didn't want to repeat that. But I talked about self-sabotage and how we don't take action because we have all these fears. So a lot of people are scared of their own brilliance. Language came in because the way that we speak to ourselves, the way that we speak to the world around us, what we believe about ourselves and what, uh, what we believe about the world impacts our life. And language is so important. Um, rather than being like, I am so anxious right now, I feel anxious right now. I am not anxiety. Like just that little shift in our language can just have such an impact on the way that our brain processes information. And that's where like neuro-linguistic programming comes in and the studies around that because when we can shift our language and shift our dialogue, that allows our brain to process things in different ways. And then emotions and empathy are the second E in the acronym and that episode is going to all be about emotional regulation and my journey with that and learning to feel to heal because I think a lot of us are fucking scared of our tough emotions because we were taught that that is not pretty, not okay, don't show those. And it's important to know that, no, if you hold them back and if you block them, they're going to be stuck in your body. You need to let them out, like literally just cry, like cry or move your body. And then relationships is the final one because I've learned I'm in a seven year relationship with my boyfriend and we've been on a huge journey together. We literally started dating when we were like teenagers. So we've really grown up together and had to relearn to love the new versions of ourselves. And I've just learned that relationships are a shortcut to healing because they're going to bring up all your triggers, all your wounds, all the places in your life where you don't feel worthy, where you don't feel loved. And relationships are going to expose that. They're going to expose our vulnerabilities. And in that vulnerability, that's when you can heal. So that's how the kind of acronym came about and why each of those things are a key part of, of people's healing journey. Yeah. And I would piggyback off of the relationship part by just saying that 
you have to show up and be willing in mm. every area because it ties into every single area and it is it's the most important thing the one that we have with ourselves we show up we show up for our partners mm. we show up for our business and we we show up and we do the work in whatever it is possible i am so grateful to share this space with you i lit i could talk to you for a really long time i look forward to what you do have thank coming you. up thank you so much for being on my podcast i love to leave my listeners with just asking them three questions mm. what is a non-negotiable in your morning routine mm. breath work wim hof man that like literally taking those 10 minutes to do wim hof breath work immediately clears me it can it can take away a headache it can take away my anxiety i swear to god breath work is i breath i do breath work more than meditation because i feel like the act of doing something can be easier than not doing something so it's a little bit of my cheat code to connecting in the morning like i do meditate but usually i meditate like more towards the evening when i'm more relaxed which I honestly should meditate more in the morning, but breath work is a non-negotiable for me. And then also movement. I need to move my body. I need to move the stuck emotion out of my body because it it is transformative. And I love that you're not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. And my routine isn't really even in the morning. Like I think that there's such this idea, it. like you have to be so perfect and it. like, I'm just like, okay, well I work for myself. So, you know, I don't have to get up before my nine to five to, to do all the things that I want to do before my day. And I, I have the privilege of being able to go and do it like later in the day if I want. But for me personally, I just, yeah, I like sleep a lot. <laughs> I like, I love sleep. Can you leave the listeners with one suggestion or piece of advice they can apply to their daily routine, business, and or relationship? Mm. Yeah, this came up for me earlier and I wanted to say it, but I think it's better to save it for the end. And I don't know how your listeners will respond to it in the business world because I think that um, there's this like, I don't know. I just don't know if this is like gonna resonate so much with people, but I just feel like people overlook like fun enjoy and adventure and how powerful that emotion is like when you're having fun when you're you know seeing new things experiencing new things like living in joy and play and fun like for me personally that is when everything in my life has expanded because I'm at that vibration of, of, of joy and of gratitude. And I think we overlook it in our business. We think things need to be so serious when in reality, like life is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be fun. And when we're fueled by fun and fueled by play and we love what we're doing and we feel purposeful in our path, like that is when we are in most alignment with ourselves, And that is when we can truly create what we want to create because we have the energy to do it. Like fun, play, adventure, that all brings energy to us. It doesn't take away energy. It doesn't, it doesn't deplete you. It, it fills your cup up. And I think that people, especially as we get older, I think we forget how important play is and how important fun is. And I just feel like people forget about it. And I just really want people to remember that even if you're a serious business person, even, even if, you know, or not even serious, but even if you're just like so focused on, on, you know, just achieving things, like you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. I think that you are speaking to the right crowd because Yay! We, okay. we like to have fun. The company that I work for, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. They have all these rules and I'll only tell you the first two, the rest of them. 
I'll just send it to you. Okay. The, the first one is no assholes. Period. But the second, period, exactly. <laughs> and the second one is have fun. Yay! And there's all these different oh. ones where it's like, you know, breaking the rules and creating what you want. And I think, and I would say this coming from a person who is a creative, is that having passion around creativity will always drive your business to be successful because you will always be in that space of excitement, enthusiasm, and passion of like, this is my creation and I want to share it. Yes. And that is something that I will say is like having fun. Last question. What would be three qualities peers of yours would say about you? Hmm. Um, it's funny. Actually, my best friend really told me the other day. She was like, what do you think about me? She's like, because I have to tell you how I feel about you. Um, and the main thing that she said to me, she was like, you allow people to be themselves because you are yourself and because you are yourself unapologetically and you have the confidence and the bravery to do so, you give other people permission to do the same. And that really lit me up. I would say that people would definitely call me passionate and or like intense. Um, (laughs) and then honestly, I think my friends would call me smart and intelligent I love words. I believe that words are my medicine to the world. I love the podcast world for that reason. And I definitely believe that I love learning and I love talking about things and I love learning from other people. So I would definitely say that they would say that I am intelligent. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Plug yourself. Where can they find you? Yes. Um, I'm Kayla Rose. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. Honestly, I love I love your whole vibe you have going on. I love that you're bringing in so many different elements to create something that is uniquely yours. I think it's so beautiful and it really shows that this is you and it's embodied through that. So this thank you. This is my you. baby. Thank you. It, I understand because my podcast is also my baby. So I understand and you're doing an amazing job. Thank and you. I'd love to talk thank you. podcast business at some point with you because I love talking about those things. Um, but Basically, I think a really good follow-up episode to this would be five ways to strengthen your relationship with yourself. That is on Skinny Dipping, the podcast. And yeah, I really, really love that episode because I feel like we talked about, you know, connecting to yourself, but it's like, oh, how, like, and spending time with yourself, but it's like, how do you actually do that? And these are five ways that you can do that. Um, But most importantly, spend time with yourself. That's like a little tidbit, but these really, that episode really breaks it down on like ways that you can actually connect to yourself and how to actually do the work. Um, and then I am Sundays KK on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram. I talk mental health sciences and spirituality. And then skinny dipping diaries is the Instagram for the podcast skinny dipping. And basically we talk about the mind, the body and the soul in order to create actionable change in your lives. And we have amazing guests on and yeah, it, it is also my baby. So I love it so much. And Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You can follow me at Jessica J. Fury. You can follow the real estate page at Jessica Fury Real Estate. And follow the podcast at Dumb Girl Podcast. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon.